0: that's UNIFYDHEALING.com/slash slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
2: Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Plus, You get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and your own monogram. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering BlueWire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. Incredible deal for made to measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Blue wire. It's exciting to win money.
0: Back out to Allen. History title. Tie
2: game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on?
0: Uh, not really. God, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Oh, you. Gambler's
2: not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate NFL Week 14 Pick'em Pod, brought to you by our sponsors at Indochino, Ship Station, and Harry's. I'm your co-host Cody Darwick, joined out in Chicago by my brother Tyler Darwick, Tyler, do you think eating some
1: vegetables before the pot will help your case tonight? I think it will. Give me some good brain power. I'm doing well. Um, IU basketball moved to 8-0 and last night after a really impressive win versus Florida State. Got a nice salad for dinner, so feeling nice and healthy. And we got a great slate of games to talk about tonight. Yeah, I, I like when you're light on
2: your feet out there. It's good. Um, but I think we got to start with a couple things unrelated to... The, the premier games of the week um but Tyler your Sunday scariest moment you had your hit list of coaches your passion project um and we got our first victim from the list so figure we should get your thoughts on that I saw Ron Rivera's press conference he handled it very well but is there any ounce of you that feels guilty
1: I don't I wouldn't say feels guilty but I didn't think he would get fired first out of the guys I mentioned, and in-season was kind of weird. He's been there so long, and yeah. they've had great success, and out of the eight guys on my list, he's by far the best coach, and I think he's going to get hired immediately. Uh, I know Coward was saying by the Giants, he thought that'd be a good fit. They have the old Panthers GM there, um, so I thought he was the best coach, and they didn't give him that respect of waiting till the end of the year, but... It's a new owner. He has a different way of thinking, so he kind of wanted, I guess, to clear the deck before the end of the season and not leave Ron Rivera, kind of like a dead man walking in. It kind of reminds me of the Andy Reid firing, or I guess when he's let go. However it played out in Philadelphia, like he had mm-hmm. been there so long, they had great success. It wasn't that he's a bad coach, just at times it kind of runs its course and it gets stale. And I think that's what happened with Ron Rivera. So one down, seven to go, and I my list shrinks
2: your list shrinks. I thought it also was odd, the timing of it, given Cam's injury and the fact that it kind of felt like that team overachieved for a bit. Um, I know he kind of War is welcome at this point. He's been there for a while, but that, that one felt odd before week 14. Like, I don't know. I know they just lost to the Redskins, but still. Um, and then the second big development from today, which is so exciting, Eli Manning seems to be in line to make his return uh, as a starter in the NFL. Monday Night Football, we get Booger, we get Eli, we get Joe Testator. And the Giants are, I think they're about, a. let me pull it up, I think they're about a a nine-and-a-half point spread. Our book personally took it down. They're gutless. Uh, They won't let us get any action on it. But, uh, yeah, the Giants are nine-and-a-half point dogs. Eli's back. And, you know what, honestly, now we have a reason to watch this Monday night football game. Two teams I absolutely despise, but I think I'm going to test my luck a third time here with the Eagles. Mine's nine-and-a-half.
1: Are we sure Daniel Jones is hurt, or this could just be a scheme cooked up by the Giants to find a way to get Eli back in for the rest of the season, have his farewell tour with the Giants, so I'm a little woke on this, and also I hope Eli comes back and wins a couple games and (laughs) screws the Giants draft pick of getting Chase Young, I can't stand the Giants and the Giants fans, so that would make me very happy (laughs) if he ruins their chance of getting Chase Young, I think they're the second pick right now in the draft. Um, so I'm a little woke on the whole thing. I, I I need to see Daniel Jones's x-rays before I'm willing to say he's actually hurt. I think if anything, you should be woke to the fact
2: that they're bringing Eli out there because they're tanking for chase young. Um, but I, I'm excited to see this. The Eagles have been a train wreck, but on Monday night football in Philly, it's, it's going to be nice that Eli gets a little bit of a farewell tour here. um, I hope it. I hope it lasts a few weeks. I'm pulling up the Giants' schedule now. See if we have any other uh, juicy matchups. I know they still play uh, Dallas. Um, so we shall. We shall see, Tyler.
1: Yeah, it'll be great to have Eli back in our lives. You said you can't wait to bet the Eagles. I know mm-hmm. Eli's is terrible when he's washed up and the Giants stink, but I don't know how you could put any faith in the Eagles, favored by nine and a half after losing to the dolphins after giving up a 14 point lead to them. That's such a stay away game for me, but I am excited to see Eli back in the action booger Joe Tessitore. It's got all the makings of a great uh, Monday night game. Oh my God. Yeah. I think the giants actually I
2: pulled up their schedule. I'm mistaken. They've played the Cowboys twice already. Uh, Eli's going to be back for the stretch run here because the giants have a few winnable games on the schedule. They go to Philly, then they host the Dolphins, then they go to Washington the following week, and then the last week of regular season, they play the Eagles at home, and there's a chance that the Eagles lose to the Cowboys and things break a certain way. That game could be meaningless. Um, So... Uh, th- this is good this is good for the nfl just another plot line for us it's getting a little bored of daniel jones to be honest giants were just a boring team but now they are back they're exciting we have eli back in our lives and you know what tyler we might need to get uh, grandpa billy back on to talk about this
1: yes great spot for him to get back on but you know what i'm getting bored of all this talk about the giants so let's move on to teams that actually matter and That's are in so the bad. playoff hunt thank you first game we want to talk about this week really good game in the afc Ravens going up to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills coming off the nice win versus the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Bills are six-point home underdogs. Cody, where are you leaning in this one?
2: Yeah, the line has actually went down to 5.5, Tyler, since you did your research, um, over under 43.5. And a lot of the money is on Baltimore. Um, Baltimore's got 82% of the bets, according to our good
1: friend uh, Dave Mason at Online. The it's... line opens. I'm looking at it now, it's plus six and we changed where we were looking before the pot. I had five and a half and I went to the bed online. Perhaps I'm, on, orders.
2: I'm, on, I'm on, no wait, wait, wait. No, we're I'm
1: pulling from the action network. <laughs> you so, okay. Complete miscommunication there. So we're going back Jesus to the action Christ. network. So five and a half, that changes everything. Okay, yeah. continue. Yeah. The value of a half point, but this is interesting, right? Cause the line
2: opened at uh, seven Ravens, a seven point home or road favorites. It's went down to five and a half. A majority of the money is on the Ravens. So you know what that means, Tyler, the sharps are on the bills and I'm going to be sharp this week. I like the bills in this spot. Their defense has been great. They're third in the NFL. Uh, they get a little extra rest after winning that game versus Dallas on Thanksgiving. Um, and I mean, you look at the trends for Baltimore, a lot of them are in their favor. They've obviously won eight straight. They're 7-1-1 against the spread their last nine road games. And the Bills haven't been great as a home dog of late. They're 2-6 and six straight up their last eight in that spot. Um, but I like. are the Ravens really going to rattle off? what, twelve wins in a row going into the playoffs? I don't think so. I think they had a huge win over the Niners last weekend. They're getting all the all the press, all the pub. And I, I kind of think the Bills win versus the Cowboys went a little under the radar. I know they look good, but it still feels like they're not really talked about. It. And they are nine and three. Um so I like the Bills in this spot. Josh Allen is really he got off to a little bit of a shaky start this year, but he's he's putting together a really nice season, sophomore season out of him. Uh, completing sixty-one percent of his passes last year it was about fifty-two percent. He has sixteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. So Tyler, I'm I'm circling the wagons. Bills plus five and a half.
1: Are you uh, are you on the wagon? Or are you off the wagon? Yeah. So the Bills are actually the best team in the NFL this year against the spread. Eight, three, and one. That seems pretty under the radar, and I think. We talked about it on Sunday trying to give more credit to the Bills. And I think whenever you play the Cowboys, the Cowboys, regardless win or lose, are gonna be the bigger story. So that's probably why it feels like that win didn't get as much pub as it should have. But I'm with you. I like the Bills plus five and a half. I think it's a lot of points to be getting at home coming off uh, you know, they have all the rest playing Thanksgiving and their defense has been playing well. And I think the key for Buffalo is keeping Lamar off the field. So Baltimore is first in the NFL in time possession, Buffalo's 10th and their fifth over the last three games. So I think it's going to be super important for Buffalo to sustain long drives, kind of like what the 49ers did with their run game. Um, Buffalo is one of the better, better run teams in the NFL. So if they could get Singletary going, maybe Frank Gore gets going as well, kind of take a page out of what the 49ers did last week and they could keep the Bills' offense on the field and keep Lamar off the field. I think they keep this game close. The total's 43, which is low, but I kind of like the under as well. I think this is going to be kind of what we saw last week with 49ers-Ravens. Long possessions, really good defenses, uh, You know, not a ton of mistakes on the offensive side. So I like the Bills' 5.5. I think it's too many points, and like you said, the Ravens have been so hot. That comes down eventually, and... You know, it's good to peak around this time, but I don't know. I think the Ravens are due to come down to earth a little bit. So for all those reasons, I like the Bills. Just too many points at home. Mm
2: -hmm. So we're in agreement there, both on the Bills. And I I agree with what you said. The fact that the Bills are the best team in the NFL against the spread is is, uh, very under the radar this year. I think it would take people... A lot of guesses before they landed on that one. Um, So we're in agreement there. Second game we want to talk about. It's wild. These two games are at 1 o'clock on Sunday, by the way. Kind of makes no sense, again, scheduling-wise, how we have this. The 49ers going to New Orleans. uh, Battle for NFC home field advantage here, potentially. Saints minus 2.5. Favorites at home over under 44.5. Tyler, so the 49ers are at the third leg of this kind of ridiculous stretch of uh, three straight teams that were 800 or better at the time and playing uh, Packers Ravens. We know what happened there last week. Now they go to new Orleans Um, about 69% of the money's on the Niners. At this point, the saints get a couple extra days um, after playing on Thanksgiving, which is nice for them. Um, Tyler, we're, we're obviously homers here. Um, but I'm I'm with the public on this one. Shocking to probably none. Um, I this I mean playing in New Orleans definitely scares me. However, I I like this element of 49 Niners have had success in the past like five to seven years or so when they have had these like long road trips and they've stayed over. Um, so they had one earlier in the season. They stayed over in uh, Youngstown, Ohio, um, and they rolled the Bengals after that. This week they're staying in Florida instead of flying back to the West Coast. I love the team bonding element. It's essentially like they're at camp for a week, uh, being buddy-buddy with all, all of each other. Um, I, I like the Niners in the spot. That's a trend you won't see in many places, but I think that's the kind of qualitative uh, ana- analysis we bring to the table
1: here. Yeah, and I wanted to make one other point on the Bills game before we completely moved off of it. The Bills are only allowing uh, the last three games 70 rush yards per game, which is the second best in the NFL. So that's how you slow down the Ravens, slowing down the run. So just wanted to get that stat out there, another reason why I like the Bills. But thank you. shocking to none, I I'm agree with you on the 49ers pick. And during this stretch, and I feel like during their season, I've been the more... I don't want to say pessimistic, but more reserves one when we do these games. And just 49 games in general, I'm always more nervous. I feel like you've been more confident. This is the most confident I've been about a 49ers game. I think they go into New Orleans, they win, and I think they win big. Um, (sighs) So 49ers, as an underdog this year, 4-0 against the spread, 3-1 straight up. They lost last week, as everyone knows. Their margin of victory in those games is 12. And the Saints are banged up. I know they've had... um, a little more time to rest but on their defense their two starting linebackers Kiko Alonzo AJ Klein could miss the game they haven't been 100% at practice uh and I think Alonzo missed practice today they signed Manti Tao off the streets oh my um, god which excites me as a 49ers fan and the 49ers who have bing banged up I think they're gonna start to get some guys back D Ford Matt Burita, Joe Staley all practicing this week who have missed the last few games Richard Sherman who got hurt in the Baltimore game, and it looked like pretty bad. They said Mm -hmm. he was at practice today moving completely fine. Um, So that's really good to hear. DJ Jones also on the defensive line is practicing. So that's really encouraging because the quarterbacks that have given the 49ers fits this year have been the mobile guys, Lamar, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. As we all know, Drew Brees is the opposite of that. So I think their pass rush is going to have a huge game. And the Saints, Michael Thomas is incredible. I think he's by far the best receiver in the NFL. His stats back that up. But he's really their only great receiving threat. So if they're able to negate him, Kamara, the Saints, Kamara they, out of the backfield. And then they, I they,
2: more don't, they don't, they know Oh, got I got it. Yeah, I mean they don't use him enough, so that's okay. I, I have faith in the Niners' ability to uh, limit Taysom Hill.
1: Yeah. So. If you're able to slow down Michael Thomas a little bit, the Saints' other receivers just don't have it. Ted Ginn has been around forever. He's not the same player as he used to be, if he ever used to be anything. He's always been average. Um, And the 49ers have given up the least amount of big plays through the passing game this year. So So I really like the 49ers. I think they come into this game angry. They're the fifth seed right now. They've lost two games by game on last second field goals they look around and wonder how they're behind teams like the Packers or the Eagles Cowboys whoever's coming out of the NFC so I think they come into this game motivated knowing they have to win and pull off a big win on the road mm-hmm.
2: and Breeze he's started four games since he was hurt he's he has seven touchdowns one interception um but this is the first time the Saints have played a top 10 defense this year. Um, so I think it's going to be a different experience for them. The point you made about the 49ers pass rush. I'm um, hopeful that they'll be able to thrive. I think the home field atmosphere uh, makes me nervous. New Orleans is one of the true uh, great home field advantages in the NFL still. Um, so I think that's going to come into play in a sense, but I'm with you. And the Saints actually have not been that great recently as a home favorite, which is kind of surprising. They're two and seven against the spread. Their last nine is a home favorite. I like the Niners plus two and a half. I like the Niners money line, and I'm also a little bit interested. I'm not going to touch the over, uh, but I like I lean lean towards the over 44 and a half if I had to bet it.
1: Yeah, and you look at the teams the Saints have played since Breeze has come back. I wouldn't say it's a gauntlet. They've played Arizona at home, Atlanta twice, at Tampa Bay, home Carolina. So they haven't been challenged in a while. So I think the 49ers coming in presents a whole different issue. Like you said, they haven't played a top 10 defense and I found this trend very random, but <laughs> the saints, the saints are zero six against the spread. Their last six home games following a division game. Their last game was versus Atlanta. So that plays into this. So I like that. Sure. Great. Um, yeah, so we're,
2: we're in agreement two for two to start here. Third game, uh, Kind of surprising. I mean, like if you had to if you basically made us pick the five games we would preview before the season started, um, this this game would not make the list in week 14. But here we are tight ends going into Oakland, take on the Raiders. Tight ends are seven and five. Uh, putting together a nice little run here with Ryan Tannehill Raiders six and six, they're three point home dogs, uh, over under 47. The line opened at a pick on obviously a lot of money has come in on the Titans since about 69% of the bets are on them. Um, the Titans have been in totally different teams since Tannehill took over. They're five and one with him as their starter. They're averaging about 30 points a game with him. I think it was about 16 or 17 with Mariota as the starter. Um, and they've hit the over in every game actually. And Derek Henry, like we were talking about it last week. He's one of the most underrated running backs. It's, Really, kind of the fact that he's on Tennessee, probably. Um, and I mean, we've much maligned Tennessee and still, still do really despise them. Um, it's, they seemingly find weird ways to win games all the time. But he's putting it together a monster year, and he's been really hot of late. He's over, he's almost 500 rushing yards his last three games, um, and like this, this matchup, Tyler's kind of the tale of two teams uh, on very different paths so right now. When the Raiders were six and four, we were kind of. I was like, oh, wow, I, I'm, I'm in on the Raiders. I think they're legit. They've only went on to get absolutely steamrolled the last two weeks. They've been outscored 74 to 12 uh, in their past couple matchups were the Jets and the Chiefs. Um, are you are you riding with the Raiders here, or are you you just gonna keep going with the hot hand and you like the Titans?
1: This game represents, I think, the NFL in a really good way, just because. In the NFL, when a team's playing really hot versus a team who's playing really cold, you'd think the team who's is hot would win, and usually it goes the opposite way. So I like the Raiders, actually, plus three at home. They've played terrible the last two weeks. Tennessee's looked great. I wouldn't say great. They've won the last three weeks. You'd think Tennessee continues to roll. I think it's kind of insane for Tennessee to be three-point road favorites going to the West Coast. The Titans are 3-13 and 13 straight up their last 16 games in Oakland, and since 2010... Titans are one and five straight up in the Pacific time zone. They just don't travel well to the West Coast. And they beat the Colts last week by 14. But again, in typical Titans fashion, such a weird win where they block a kick or turn it for a touchdown. That's how they win. First, <laughs> Kansas City a couple weeks ago, they had the block oh. kick. They, they had the pick six. In a Tennessee win, two of these three things always happen one, a Derrick Henry, like 75 yard touchdown run. Two, a defensive touchdown defensive or special teams touchdown or three Mm -hmm. like trick play touchdown where like a receiver throws a touchdown Uh, Uh, uh,
2: yeah like a 70 yard touchdown pass to a receiver named brown
1: Mm -hmm. so we've seen that the last couple weeks i don't think that continues to happen i think they're so hot the raiders are so cold you'd think the titans win this game easily that's why i go with the raiders OK, I'm, I'm with you. And the Raiders are a different team at home. They
2: just are. They're five and one straight up and four and two against the spread in Oakland. And quite frankly, they've, they only have two two games left are actually. Yeah, two games left there. Um, I, I I really like them in this spot. Just getting the points. These teams feel pretty even to me. Titans are just hot right now. The Raiders are the opposite of that. Um, and the Raiders have covered six out of their last seven as home dogs. Like you said, Titans have had their issues on the road um, when going out west. And, Tyler, I also love the over in this game, 47. Like I said, the Titans have hit the over every game with Tanhill as a starter. Raiders defense is not very good. Titans defense is solid, but the Raiders offense has been so anemic the past couple weeks. I think they regress back towards the mean and get uh, get some points. And even if they don't really pull their weight, I'm pretty confident that Carr will throw a pick six or like you said, if the Titans are going to win, they're going to get at least one weird special teams touchdown. Um, So you have that going in your favor as well.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I like the over. The Raiders defense last two weeks has given up, or the Raiders have given up 74 points because there were a couple defensive touchdowns thrown in there, so can't put it all on the Raiders D, but yeah, I like the over. That number seems low. Like you mm-hmm. said, the Tennessee's averaging 30 points a game with Tannehill as the quarterback, Dark Henry's running well, and then on the Raider side, Josh Jacobs continues to have a good year, so... I like the over, I like the Raiders, so three for three in agreement so far. Let's see if that continues. We're going to take a quick break, we'll have a couple words from our sponsors, and then we'll talk about this Chiefs-Patriots game. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably, but how do you keep track of all those orders, or decide which shipping carrier to use, or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, getting those products out the door, and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you your customer they even offer big discounts and shipping costs now any business can access the same postage discounts that they're usually reserved for large fortune 500 companies you'll always know that you're getting the best deal no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers you'll ship more in less time with the best rates available take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease just use my offer code BLUE to get a free 60-day six, free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BLUE, ShipStation, make ship happen.
2: Humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave, it hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to the razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. Harry's is a return to the essential, quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. They've cut out the middlemen manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century, which means you get incredibly high-quality blades at a factory discount direct prices. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. Listeners of our show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com backslash blue wire. You'll get... Weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com backslash bluewire to start shaving better today.
1: All right, Cody, let's move on to the next game we want to talk about. Chiefs traveling to Foxborough to take on the Patriots rematch of the AFC championship game from last year. Patriots are three-point favorites. Cody, the Patriots lost on Sunday night, and they didn't look uh, very good. I know you like to write off the Patriots prematurely. Are you doing that again this week? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm.
2: So I lost money in the AFC championship game last year took the Chiefs, and you know what, Tyler? I'm a dummy. I'm going to repeat potentially my same mistake, or I'll be smart. We'll find out. Um, I like the Chiefs a lot in this spot. 64% of the bets are on the Chiefs. Um, We talk about it every week, almost every week. The Pats are in a gaming cover. And the trends are always ridiculous, especially in Foxborough. So that's certainly scary and a bit daunting. Uh, they're they've won their last 21 games in Foxborough, 16 and five against the spread over that stretch. Um, All that being said, yeah, I think on the very first pod we did with Blue Wire, uh, with Matt and Greg, I said, I I think this is the year the Patriots fall off. And I think we're starting to see it a little bit. Their offense has been anemic. They don't have any playmakers. And maybe this is the classic Pats thing where Nikhil Harry or Jacoby Meyer, like one of these guys, figures it out and rises to the occasion come playoff time. But... I'm not buying it this weekend. I think the Chiefs are going to go into Foxborough, and we saw it. Sean Watson played really well against New England. Granted, it was in Houston, but I think a similar kind of quarterback to Patrick Mahomes, a, a less lesser version of him, and Mahomes has kind of got him back into his groove the last few weeks. The Chiefs, we're 6-4 at one point. They've won the last two. I think they're starting to hit their stride a little bit. They destroyed the Raiders last week. Um, and uh, the Chiefs have done well recently as an underdog. They're 9-2-1 and one against the spread. Their last 12 is a dog. And I kind of think the score last week, Tyler, versus... Uh, the Pats game versus the Texans was deceiving. The final score was 28, 22, but it was 28 to nine, late into the fourth quarter. And the Pats kind of scored a couple of garbage time touchdowns. Um, so I, I think this line, I, I like the chiefs plus three. I like the money line. I think they win the game. Um, and I, again, like I think the chiefs defense has been better past couple weeks. Um, I, I, yeah, I think they're going to be able to score 35 points against New England.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, the final score of the patriots Texans game was super misleading. Brady going into halftime of that game was 7 of 19, 82 yards and an interception. And I see a lot of people complaining about his receivers and how bad they are. I mean, I don't think Brady's been super sharp he's, also. Yeah,
2: he's not very he's,
1: good. He threw, I, mu- I might be mistaken, I think he only threw one interception in that game. He got lucky. It felt like he could have thrown five with some of the passes he was throwing. And this picture has gone kind of viral on Twitter this week, comparing Brady's stats to uh, Mitchell Trubisky Trubisky since (laughs) week four. And Trubisky's are better across the board, essentially. So not a great look for Brady. I think their offense, like we've said all year, I don't like any of their skill players outside of Edelman. And at this point, Edelman isn't. He's not a number one guy. You, I think you can rely on the Texans double teamed him last week. And outside of that, they don't have anybody in the Patriots offensive line. It's kind of in flux. They're banged up. They got a lot of pressure, the Texans. So I'm in agreement with you. I hate to say it again, but oh, I, li- I like I like the Chiefs plus three and money line. Andy Reid, since he's been the Chiefs' coach, is three and zero against the spread versus the Pats, two and one straight up. Um, and these two teams last year, their two matchups they played on Sunday night and then the AFC title game, combined for seventy five and a half points. The total this year is forty eight, and I do think that stays under. I I don't think the the Chiefs score thirty five, but. I don't know. I just have no confidence in this Patriots offense. Sonny Michel is terrible. I say it every week. All he does is run straight into the offensive line. I think James White needs to play more. His receiving out of the backfield is just much more valuable. And when he was running versus uh, Houston, he did a better job than Michelle. So I wonder if they make that adjustment when we go so hard against the Patriots. They're going to come out and do something we haven't seen all year. They'll, de- probably. they'll
2: destroy the Chiefs. It'll be like the, uh, the Chargers game from the playoffs
1: last year. Probably. Um, but the thing I do like about the Chiefs is they've kind of been flying under the radar the last couple of weeks. So not a lot of hype coming into the game. So I like the Chiefs. I think Mahomes has a big game on Sunday night and kind of reminds people like he's still maybe the best QB in the league. I think he's been overshadowed by a couple of guys. Yeah, I think the the story coming into the season was Chiefs and
2: Pats and the AFC, and like, hey, maybe maybe the Steelers, maybe the Texans. Um, obviously, the Ravens have emerged, and Lamar has kind of stolen the show. But I agree. The Chiefs have kind of went to the back burner. Um, Mahomes had that potentially uh, season-ending injury. turned out everything was fine with the dislocation uh, in his knee. But he's back, and he's hitting a stride. And I I like the Chiefs. They're just like, they're sneaky with Andy Reid. I like the trends you said uh, against Belichick. And I think they're going to want some revenge from last year's loss Um, and the way that all went down. I think the defense is going to come out. Fired up, and we'll see if they actually break uh, this ridiculous run in Foxborough of 21
1: in a row. And the Patriots last week had trouble guarding, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, more elusive playmakers. The Chiefs are just like that and even better with Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. Williams out of the backfield. I mean, they have a lot of guys who could cause issues, so I think their offense will be able to do what they want kind of versus the Chiefs, and there's the revenge factor. And the stat they showed on Sunday night that is so concerning about the Patriots' offense, I don't know if this is updated, but... When they showed on Sunday night, they had punted the third most times this year, and the only two other teams were the Jets and the Bears, which is a horrible company to be in. They've they've punted the second most times their last three games. So the offense is struggling. That's an objective fact. It's not, oh, we're Tom Brady haters, we're Patriot haters. I think for the most part we've liked watching their run, but at this point it's an objective fact. Their offense isn't good anymore. It hasn't been good this year, so it's not crazy to say they're going to struggle in these games when they play better teams who can put up points. Right, and for the most part, at
2: this point, the Pats have played, what, 12 games this year? Last year was, what, 19, including the playoffs? Brady was largely very unimpressive For the bulk of last year in the regular season, he got it together in the postseason. Gronk got healthy, and they were able to have enough weapons to get over the uh, hurdle and obviously wouldn't it all. And quite frankly, the Rams laid an absolute egg in the Super Bowl, and Pats' defense is incredible. Um, But I think the Pats made a mistake when they got Mohamed Sanu for a second rounder over Emmanuel Sanders for a third. Quite frankly, he just hasn't. At this point, lived up to the hype. He had, he had a good week, I think his first week there, but it's largely been quiet since. Uh, they need him. They really need him to emerge as like a strong number two besides Edelman because right now it's very easy and predictable to kind of play against this Pats team. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Chiefs. I like the money line a lot this week. Um, and so that's a Sunday afternoon game in the late, late slate around 430. Uh, the Sunday night game. We have the NFC West uh, matchup of Seattle Seahawks going to L.A., take on the Rams. The line opened as Seahawks' three-point favorites. It's one down. The Rams are only a half-point home dog in this one, over under 47-and-a-half. Tyler, Seattle continues to break our heart week in, week out. They kind of teased us a little bit with the Vikings in their promising first half, and uh, they just went on to... I mean, let the Vikings back in a little bit, but they win
1: another one score game. How long is that going to go on for? I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a skill to be able to pull games out like that all the time. But at some point, maybe you're not as good as your record states. And you, if you just looked at the Seahawks stats on paper, you'd think, that, t- that team would win, like, six games. They'd be 6-6 six and six at this point, seven and 7-5, but that just speaks to the greatness of Russell Wilson, P. Carroll. They're able to pull these games out somehow. They're clutched, you know, playmaking in the fourth quarter just always seems to come through, so you have to give credit to them. They're currently the two-seed in the NFC, which drives us crazy, but give them a lot of credit, and in this game, what did – I know we were ha- disputing the lines before. What was that again? <laughs> the, the, the line from the line from Action Network. The Rams are a half point home dog. So they're a home dog. I think that's fair. I mean, they put up 45 last week. Or Yeah, they put up 34. Put up 34 versus uh, the, the Cardinals. Sorry, <laughs> I'm struggling right now. You need some more lettuce. Yeah, I have so many numbers in front of me. I don't know what is what. <laughs> I mean, they they played well last week versus the Cardinals. Goff had a really nice game, threw for over 400 yards. Gurley rushed for 95 yards and a touchdown. So is that enough to convince you the Rams' offense is back? I don't know. I think that would be a little premature. I want Seattle to lose. We need Seattle to lose. But I think betting against them in prime time is kind of a crazy thing. Since the start of 2013, Seattle's 22-4-1 straight up in prime time games, 18-7-2. That's an uh, that's an insane stat They always come to play in these games And I think it would be It would be wild to say the Rams are all the way back And I think this will be a very close game These teams played earlier in the year And Seattle won 30-29 um, So it's going to be a close game Division games are always weird And I think this will be another weird one And the play I, I actually really like In this game is the over It's mm-hmm. 465 overs hit in their last four matchups is 59 the total score last time they played i think it's gonna be high scoring i think it's gonna be a good game and unfortunately i i foresee russell wilson pulling it out late with some clutch plays so i see seattle and the over as the play it's
2: it's shocking um We've I, I agree on the points thing. I think we'll get to that a little bit. Um, the the Rams are seven and five straight up, but they're eight and four against the spread. Um, so they've done their part this year in terms of making better some money, but largely have looked unimpressive. Um, I'm with you. I'm praying. Uh, maybe by taking Seattle, there's a reverse jinx element here, um, but they're six and one against the spread their last seven road games. You said all the prime time stats. The Rams have largely been a good as, against the spread team of late, 12 and five over their last 17, and Seattle hasn't had success recently uh, versus the Rams on the road. They're two and five against the spread their last seven. We know there's no home field advantage there. Um, it just seems like Russell Wilson's on like another level right now. Um, I, I'm not going to bet against him in this game, um, but I obviously hope he loses and maybe, maybe Jared Goff can get his mojo back after last week's trouncing of the Cardinals where he actually did look good. And Robert Woods had a big week. You said a girly rush for about 90 yards, looked a little bit more like the 2018 version of himself. So we'll see. I, I, uh, I mean, we. We're kind of running out of time here. It would be great if the Rams could knock off Seattle. At the end of the day, 49ers do uh, control um, their own destiny uh, for the first round bye, but we shall see what happens there. Um, so you're we're in agreement on all five.
1: Yeah, and I will say about the Rams, like they have been struggling They look terrible versus Baltimore on that Monday night game. And last week, yeah, they beat a crappy Arizona team, but... I think getting into division games kind of gets you out of your funk. Like, a couple weeks ago, Carolina, they got killed by Atlanta. So Atlanta was struggling. They killed Carolina in a division game. Then Carolina comes off a terrible loss and almost beats the Saints in the Superdome. So division games are weird. You kind of have to throw out a lot of what's been happening recently. So I could see, you know... The Rams, who have been struggling versus better teams, maybe they come in and last week sparks them and gives them some momentum, and they need to win this game. They're still in the playoff hump. Winning this game really keeps their season alive, so you never know what will happen.
2: And a short week for Seattle after playing Monday Night Football, long, drawn-out game there. So, hey, let's go Rams. But I'm, I'm taking Seattle. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, Tyler, lock of the week here. I'm running out of time, quite frankly, um, to catch you. Don't think it's not on the back of my mind. But like I said, I crunch numbers all week. My model's been spitting out plays, probabilities, um, and I I have one I love. I'm seven and six. I'll let you go first, though, since you're the leader in the
1: clubhouse for now. Thank you. As the leader in the clubhouse, you're showing me respect, so I appreciate that. My lock of the week is a game we talked about earlier. I love the Raiders this week plus 3. Like cool. I said earlier, when in the NFL when teams are trending in opposite ways and they play each other, usually the the way you think it's going to play out doesn't happen. So that's why I love the Raiders plus three. They're eight and two against the spread. Their last ten games against the AFC South and the Titans since 2015 as road favorites are only four and eight against the spread. Like, is Ryan Tannehill really going to win four games in a row and go on the road and beat Oakland? Like you said earlier, Oakland's been really good at home, seven and one straight up their last eight home games, seven and two against the spread in that stretch. They're running out of time for the playoff push for their time in Oakland. So I think they come in. So this game super motivated The way they kind of dropped the ball On their two game road trip They're going to be pissed off I think John Gruden gets that team to play well The black hole is going to be rowdy So I like Oakland this week Plus three as home dogs <laughs> You realize what you're doing here You're fading the Titans In your lock of the week Yeah it never works
2: uh, <laughs> It never works
1: But um, I will I'm, say, I will say go, ahead. Go? No,
2: go ahead You're the leader in the club pass
1: for now Go ahead I will say whenever we faded the Titans before, that was Marcus Mariota starting. Now that's Ryan Tannehill. Maybe that brings a little different juju. No nice shot.
2: Um, yeah, I I mean, we talked about it. I like the Raiders, plus three. Putting that as my lock of the week uh, scares me. Just does. But you know what? They're a different team with the black hole, so I'm pulling for you-ish. Um, um, we don't have the same lock of the week this week. Mine is a game we talked about, but I'm going with a total. You mentioned you love the over in this Ram Seattle game. I didn't say too much on it. This is my lock of the week over 47 and a half. I'm doing the late Sunday lock of the week, which will, uh, did not work out for me earlier in the year when I did the chargers pick against the Steelers, but I'm, I'm going back to shed here. I'm taking the over 47 and a half. Like you said, the first matchup was 30 to 29 between these two teams, um, And the Rams have recently covered, uh, hit the over, sorry, their last five games as a home dog of a touchdown or fewer have hit uh, the over. Seattle right now is on a five-game winning streak, unfortunately. But over that stretch, they're averaging 30 points a game. We've seen what the Rams' defense has done a couple times this season. Uh, They gave up 55 versus the Bucs. They gave up 45 on Monday Night Football to the Ravens a couple weeks ago. And another little little trend here for you, Tyler, the Seahawks off a win this year are seven and two hitting the over in their next game. And the biggest sad of all here. So I feel like so Seattle right now, again, they're they're in first place in the NFC West. They're two seed in the NFC. Their defense hasn't been that great. Their defense is allowing 24 points a game. I think the Rams are going to be able to hopefully keep that momentum going from uh, the Cardinal game last week off over 400 yards. Hopefully he can just like get it together and stop his happy feet and in a game where I think McVeigh's going to have to pull out all the stops and like Sean McVay, if you really are the second coming, uh, everyone anointing you before the Super Bowl, um, you, you got to prove it here. We're seven and five, but like if, if you're going to win this game, they're going to have to score points and keep up with the Seattle offense. And the, the last factor to any over bet, I made the mistake in the, uh, I actually mushed it when I took the over in Giants um, when they played, I forget who, maybe the Bucks. I don't remember. Arizona, Arizona. thank you, versus Kyler Murray. Said it was going to be 60 and sunny. The, the, for, the forecast changed, and it was raining. Right now in L.A. for Sunday night, 65 and sunny. That's points weather. That's over weather. And 47 and a half is low. Um, it's opened at 46 and a half. It's one up to 47 and a half. Full slate listeners lock it in now but it's gonna just keep climbing i think
1: yeah that doesn't make sense why is it under 50 like we said their over has gone has hit their last four matchups combined score 60 points the matchup earlier this year was 30 to 29 i don't understand are they just factoring in how bad the rams have looked i guess but like we said weird things happen in division games when these two teams play it's high scoring games, so i like the pick while you're actually talking I went on to our book and placed a bet on it, so I'm already oh. locked into it. Oh, so great. we'll be in, we'll be in lockstep uh, <laughs> with this one. I think it's gonna be a high-scoring game, like you said. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's a good pick. I'm glad your model is uh getting back on track for you. Thank you. That's good. Uh, I went back went back
2: to the basics, um, utilized my Quan side of my brain, and, yeah, I'm, I'm hammering the over there. Um, so, Tyler, I think that wraps up another edition of the Pick'em Pod. We will be back Sunday evening. A great slate. Of NFL games we haven't really talked about that but like these games are all solid even Thursday night game is watchable um, so you know what and we get Eli back for prime time so we're all winners here <laughs>